our new theme song. <laughs> Hello and welcome to If It's How We Play, the podcast where Hannah wrote our new theme song, I guess. My name is Kai, my pronouns are she, her, hers. My name is Hannah, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and joining us as a special guest today is... Hello, I'm Ivor. My prona- pronouns are he, him, his. And who's the guy on Skype? Uh, hi, I'm Aaron. I'm the producer, and uh, my pronouns are also he, him, his. Oh, so he's not just some stranger that we he's called in. He's not just some some strange cam boy that we've come. <laughs> well, to well, you know what? Us. Actually, we wanted to start today with a new segment called "Ivor Lives Here Now," and it's how um. That's Ivor... not what the segment's called. It's oh. called. I said it three times. It's called. This is our new roommate, Ivor, and it has a theme song <laughs> that I definitely wrote before right now. Uh-huh. It goes, what is it? This is our new roommate, Ivor. It's kind of like a hair metal riff. I like it, and I like that sort of uh, like doom doom metal role. Yeah, like it's a hair metal after. doom metal hybrid. Oh, that's song. really advanced. Um, so this is our new roommate, Ivor. Uh, Hello, Ivor. Um, you have a dog on your lap. Talk about that first. Sure. Uh, my dog, <clears throat> his name is Orbit. He's a really cool emotional support animal. Um, he is. Very small and looks like if you had a hobo um, take a shower but not cut his hair yet. That's what he looks like. Um, he's about 12 pounds and he can jump incredibly high. He's 12 pounds? Yeah, believe it or not. I, I don't. I don't accept he's that. All, he's all muscle, baby. We will send, we will send photos of Orbit. To Orbit's precious. Our, our, uh, our Instagram. Our precious new, precious new pod pup. Our precious new pod pup, yes. Because um, our pod cat, as you may have heard on the podcast, that it was happening, it has now happened, and Tori has, in fact, left the home. Uh, she and her father are living in a fancy new apartment that has a hot tub. So once uh, yeah, so once we're allowed outside or anywhere again, uh, we will be utilizing that yes. and also to go see Tori. Um, so it's a new, a new dawn in Philadelphia. Philadelphia 3.5. I think the coolest thing that I want to interview Ivor about for maybe like a minute is, um, Ivor, you are a prolific tabletop gamer. I wouldn't say prolific. I would say <laughs> prolific would from say my prolific. external view. <laughs> I, I did bring probably, what, 20, 30 games to yeah. your house? Yeah, yeah, yes. something like that. Yeah, I would call it prolific. Yeah, Ivor, you are a, a not straight person who plays games, and this is a podcast about the the intersection of those things. So usually we ask guests, um, and we'll ask you too, as a guest. Aaron's naked now. Hot. Hot. So, so. Ivor, uh, t- t- we usually just ask people, folks, to talk about their identity a little bit, and like, how do you identify? And do you feel like? Well, first of all, so let's start with that that question. What's 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 your deal? What is my deal? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> so, in your own um, words, in my own words, I I didn't put a name on it until I was well into my twenties. But I am definitely bisexual. I have been attracted to both sexes since. I well, there's definitely more than one, yeah, but there's more than two. More than two. You have you have been attracted to multiple sexes. Yes, that is that is for of, sure. Of sex and gender of both. Um, since, since I was probably in middle school, but, um, at the time I was raised in a very strictly religious household and through very strict things, I kind of pushed that to the side. So, um, I left that church when I was about 23 
and since then, since then, I have found a lot of cool things out about myself, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Thank you, Ira. Congratulations Thank you, on um, freeing yourself from the chains of oppression yeah. uh, in the form of the church. Yep. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, 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 I think my position on that particular church is probably pretty well known on this podcast, but... Um, yeah, Wooks. You hate Wooks. I do hate Wooks. <laughs> the Church of Wooks. The Church had, of Wooks. Had Iver in their uh, notorious claws. No, Iver's never years. been a Wook. That's a mean no. thing to say no, about a person. Right. That is a mean um. thing to say about a person. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing, Iver. I know that that is uh, sometimes, I guess, a difficult experience to have to think about, but I appreciate your honesty and vulnerability on our wonderful podcast. Um, what is your favorite game? Uh, are we talking tabletop we're or talking are we talking tabletop, video? And then we're going to move to video. Oh boy. Um, I have a few favorite games. I'm not going to lie. My favorite um, game that can be played solitaire, which is normally what mm -hmm. I play, yeah. um, is called uh, Oni Rim. It's a really cool game about trying to find your way out of a dream labyrinth. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds dope. That sounds amazing. Oh, we will have a whole day of going through oh, that good. game. That's very I'm exciting. very excited, the prospect of that. Um, what about video games? I know that you just recently got your hands on a Switch, uh, so our household does have three Switches now, so there's a lot of options. And also three Nintendo consoles. Cha-cha-cha! Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just a funny joke. Anyway. Uh, well, um, I haven't played the Switch too much lately. Uh, my favorite game on it currently is um, Hollow Knight, so yeah, mm. I'm way behind the curve. That's okay. That's this. a very popular game. People I, I still mean, think about it. People still play it. It's really cool because I like insects, and that whole game is basically insects. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Um, previously, I have only really played Game Boy Color and Super Nintendo, um, on which I played the old Zelda games, which are a lot of fun. Link's Awakening is one of my favorite games, which just happened to come out on Switch again, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, I have good news for you, Ivor, if you haven't heard. Uh, Nintendo has been working to re-release a lot of their old classics on the Switch, which is a very exciting prospect for mm -hmm. um, people who have made the uh, sort of multi-decade jump that you have from different uh, entertainment consoles. So that's very exciting. Um, plus, I've been trying to convince Ivor um, in that I only told you about it once, uh, and I'm going to tell you about it again, the Star Trek um no, this will make three times. VR. Oh, yeah. good. The Star Trek, the Star Trek VR, like um, Star Trek experience. Bridge Crew. Bridge it's Crew. A, it's Bridge a Crew. Game. Video yeah, it's game? A, it's a video game uh, that we have on the PS4 that I think Ivor, as a fellow Star Trek fan, would really enjoy. And I love watching people be in a VR for the first time. It's good. It's very fun. I'm all for that. Fabulous. I I um also am a <clears throat> big role playing game person. I play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, currently, I am playing a Star Trek role-playing game, which is fantastic, is and I'm having a lot of fun with it. What's it called so people can find it? Uh, this The system we're going with is Star Trek Adventures. Mm. Cool. Um, it's just their newest role-playing game. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. It's, it's um, a little bit more uh, in-depth and difficult as compared to, say, 5e Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. Which is notoriously simplified. Yeah, it is notoriously simplified, but um, the system really fits the universe of Star Trek oh, really sure. well. Good. Cool. I love hearing that. 
And I feel like as we have continued as a tabletop gaming society, um, that particular community has gotten more and more comfortable with more complex rules as time goes on. So I'm hoping that, uh, like, we can attract enough people to play stuff like um, cyberpunk and all of Which the so variety, complicated. all of the whole variety of cyberpunk like very complex. I mean, now that we have the time, right? We might yeah. as well spend our days well. fucking learning the rules to inscrutable systems. Why yeah. not? I, I actually have a copy of the rules. I haven't, I haven't gotten into it yet, but <laughs> oh, of cyberpunk. Read I've read yep. the whole rule book. And oh, nice. It's for free online. Uh, the original twenty twenty one, and so is red. It's pretty nice. Um, but anyway, that was a complete side tangent. Ivor is in our D&D group, so you've seen pictures of him um, already uh, on our Instagram feed. And now he lives here. And this has been our segment called... Are this, what did I call it again? Oh, this is our new room. It. This is our new roommate, Ivor. <laughs> uh, we have one more question before you, before you, I release you, though. Ivor, what is the gayest thing you've done this week? The gayest thing I've done this week? Mm-hmm. Uh... Shoot, I don't know. Just being alive is the gayest thing I've done. Oh, yeah, brother. That's very powerful. Um, great. Thanks for your time. Cool. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And we're back. You too. All so right. Ivor went to go continue setting up his new space downstairs. He's our new basement boy. Our new basement boy. So Iver. I think that this allows us the perfect segue into uh, what the gayest thing you did this week was. What would you say the gayest thing that you've done this week is, Hannah? I, it's almost like I did that on purpose. Um, the gayest thing I've done this week is, uh, well, I'm painting my bed frame right now. That's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. Um, it's, Hen- it's our old roommate Henry's old bed frame. Um, that's not interesting, but I'm <laughs> painting it outside right now. And, uh, so that's pretty gay having like a new project. We've done a lot of house rearrangement this we week. We have. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about that a little bit. Too. Yeah. Which will, I think, segue nicely into our main segment yes. as well. Um, yeah, I've been hanging out, cried a lot, uh, cried a lot. This weekend. Um, yeah, this weekend and over the past week. Had a super, super rough week in the old Q-teen. Uh, not really feeling it, any of it. Um, so yeah. Not really vibing with this Q-teen. Not, to be, not really vibing with not this to be Not to be um, rude, but I have it's not been not vibing, vibing with this Q-teen. Q-teen yeah, this week. yeah, in but terms especially. of... Uh, myself and being gay um i think that the 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 good gay that i did this week was um house rearrangement and saying goodbye to cats Mm -hmm. and hugging cats um and the bad gay things that i've done this week have been um tell me kai tell me about the bad gay things you have been uh not realizing how not well i've been doing with the quarantine i think i think ignorance and or denial of your feelings and experiences is gay and i and i'm not I'm not happy <laughs> that that's a part of our yeah, culture, no, but it is. It is. I mean, being told to, as as Ivor touched on, like being told to shove things down deep inside is a part of our cult for a long part of our life is part of a lot of queer people's experience. So I think yeah. it, it you can't selectively numb, right? So like if you get used to doing that for so long, you're going to kind of do it with everything for so long. Yeah, no, it's true, especially like emotionally difficult things and especially the grief process. So I've been thinking about different and innovative ways that I can process and handle grief without the ability to leave. Um, 
or really like go on walks or anything like that. Um, so that's been interesting. Uh, the the these four walls have been my entire world for the past month. Yeah. Uh, as of today, actually. Um, oh yeah, happy month anniversary of being you. in your go- being trapped in your goddamn house. Thank you. I love it. I love it here. Um, I genuinely do love it I here. I know we're very um, very lucky to have the home yeah, that we, we do during all really this. Yeah, we really are. Um, and I also think the gayest thing that I've done this week is um, howl really good. You know that howling that's happening in a lot of places at like 8 p.m. every night in favor of rent strike. I've been uh, howling out our front door and. Um, Hannah reached out from the bathroom and said, "That's bathtub a, specific- I'm sorry, bathtub. Yeah, well, you <laughs> I mean, were I was in the in bathroom, the bathroom, in but the bathtub. for for like a relaxing uh, reason, yeah, yeah, and suddenly there was a, a cacophony of howling outside, and I heard Kai on the front porch being weirdly good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, being good at howling is pretty gay. So the things that I've been playing this week are entirely what we're going to be talking about again, which is um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. Um, speaking of home redecoration, I have been uh, a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of like stuff that I've been doing, but I am not a big fan of um, time traveling, so I'm not like super ahead, but I haven't had a lot of time oh, to play this Animal week. Crossing. Yeah, in Animal Crossing. Um, so I'm probably just, like, about at the normal level, which is that my house has had three upgrades and my museum is over half full and uh, there's the Able Sisters shop is there and Nook's Cranny is there. Like, there's a couple of things that are there. The um, fucking shop in Animal Crossing being called Nook's Cranny is a hate crime. That's yeah, so awful. I uh, And I had this phrase stuck in my head when we were talking about that the other week that was, go to Nook's Cranny and you'll save a penny. And I was like, was that a part of some sort of marketing campaign for an old Animal Crossing game? No. It, well, in old Animal Crossing games, you have to come up with a tagline for Nook's Cranny. And that was the tagline that I had come ah. up with when I was eight years old. Um, and that's that's what my memory was. Mine, mine would be, uh, don't steal a panty, buy it, Nook's Cranny. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Aaron. <laughs> mine was at least tame. Aaron's not a tame man. I'm trying. I'm trying to tame the wild teens of this wasteland. Uh huh. Uh huh. This Baba O'Reilly world we live in. Before they see the Spongebob episode and think, I'm going to do that. The panty-stealing episode, you mean? Yes. Yeah, 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 okay, I got it. So you're trying to tell teens not to steal panties. Right. Like they saw in Spongebob. Stealing women's underwear, invading their personal space at their home, not cool. Stealing women's underwear from Walmart cool yes yeah <laughs> actually actually yeah that's completely true that's an accurate yeah no, uh, that's summation that's a pretty solid breakdown um hannah how's how's your how's your new horizon going have you found any new horizons or have you seen any horizons in the video game animal crossing new horizons um i haven't played it in like a week because it's not quite exciting enough to hook my attention when i'm really I sad i knew i knew no you might no, not no no be. but listen listen i yeah. really i do really like it yes. i like it more than you thought i was going to That's i just true. don't like it enough to like Have log hooks in you. yeah to like log, log in every, in every single day like i'll like definitely get work. back into it yeah. but i wanted something uh more 
also mindless, but way more engaging. Mm-hmm. So that's why I bought Borderlands 3, which is, a li- is in many ways the opposite of Animal Crossing New Horizons. I mean, yeah, like the other week we called Call of Duty Warzone. My other go-to game these days is the opposite of Animal Crossing New Horizons. And in some ways it is, in some ways I it isn't. I think Borderlands you know? 3 is more the opposite of Animal Crossing New Horizons than I Call of Duty War- Warzone is. I agree. Because I don't know why. I don't have to explain why. You already no. agreed. So great. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, well, hold on a second. The point of a podcast is not <laughs> is not so we can say out loud, I agree with you. I agree with you. Great. It's good. I feel like we do need to spend some time talking. Unpacking why. Unpacking why. Un- un- unpack that. <laughs> Kai just tried to do, I'm sorry, I just did that thing with my mouth. Kai just tried to do an impression of one of our theater professors who used to take his glasses off and put but them back on. But I couldn't get my glasses And say off. unpack that all the time, but. Uh, her glasses got stuck on her headphones instead. Oops. Oops. It's fine. So Still got the added effect. Borderlands 3 is a lot. First of all, there's a lot more, like, really bad humor. Like, really bad mm. humor. Uh, whereas the uh, the um, uh, the humor in Animal Crossing's New Horizon, like, makes me chuckle. And it's yes. usually a pretty good it's time. It's just delightful. It's, it's just, just a nice little pun a lot. Yeah. Like, even if it's, if it's uh, like, corny and not good, it's, like, it's on purpose, right? It's yeah. like wholesome and earnest and cheesy. Yeah. Um, whereas Borderlands 3 was just written by the like by Reddit. Like ri- Borderlands 3 yes. was written by the, a person who has not only never spoken to a millennial, but possibly never spoken to a real human being out loud before. Truly uh, misanthropic. Yeah. It's like writing. all the all the <laughs> all of the jokes in Borderlands 3 are like outdated memes. Which I know Aaron's talked about this Aaron before. Aaron has but, talked about this but before, but I'm, now you but are now playing I've it. But now I played Borderlands 3, and I love, like, I am, like, I was, I spent a period of, everybody knows, everybody knows. Who it's, all, it's, all, it's an important part it's of our important, lore. It's an important part of my lore, uh, how much Borderlands 2 I played while yes. I was abroad in Ireland, and how Borderlands yes. 2 is one of my favorite games. Yes. So, uh, just to confirm, Borderlands yes. 3 is a steaming pile of trash. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating. Yeah, so anyway, all the humor is either outdated memes. Sure. Um, mostly that, or just like fart or poop jokes. You just can't. I. You just can't put memes into your video games because video games have such a long production process that those memes. And I mean, the internet has such a quick turnaround yeah. on memes that it's like, it it will never be what you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, unless you use like super old memes, like all your base are belong to us. Right. That's unless funny. you That's unless classic. you go to like classic classic OG meme memes. culture. Can I has cheeseburger? That's very funny. Yeah, the meme has to be ten years old or yes. more to be f- yes. po- potentially 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 funny. Have the possibility of being funny in a video yes. game. Whereas, for instance, for uh, instance, sometimes I'll kill somebody and my gunner will say thank you next. And then oh, no. um, so I had this gun that was a really good gun. Like, it worked really well. That's but a ha- good joke. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I wrote it. I'm me, the writer of Borderlands 3. I, it's, good it's, job. Thanks. I'm really good at comedy. <laughs> and I had this gun that I had to get rid of, even though it worked really well, because it spawned all these little guns that talked. And the little guns would th- say things like, here come, dat boy. And it made me so upset yeah. that I had to stop. And then I, the next time I played Borderlands 3, I just turned the volume all the way down. It's a great game if you turn the volume off because yeah, it is yeah. pretty and it feels great and it just is more Borderlands and the combat's fun and the movement's fun and all the guns are fun and it's what have you. I um, mean, that's almost the equivalent of what I do in Call of Duty Warzone, which is mute everyone except for my friends Aaron, Charles, Dylan, and now Nick. Yeah. 
So if anybody wants to play, like, I would talk to a homie, like, Aaron, if you wanted to, if you, for some godforsaken reason, wanted to play Borderlands 3 again, I would talk to I you. I have basically zero desire to do that. <laughs> yeah. I would play with you. Okay, listen, I was open to the idea of playing the game, beating it, enjoying myself. Sure, sure, but sure. But then I played the Halloween limited time special event. You fool. And I was like, this could be cool. And it added a zombie velociraptor to the space station who gave you a quest. And I was like, okay, now this is interesting. Then it wasn't. Because all the event was, was one, so you had to go all over the uh, Borderlands worlds uh-huh. to kill certain enemies to get tokens to then open a portal to then fight the boss, who was really easy, who was like easier than the first boss in the game but with just uh, an astronomical amount of health and then uh i was like okay so what's next because the guy's like thank you you've helped me like i will call on you when i need you again and then i did the thing again and it was the same map the same mm. quest the same boss there is no cool. content no there's it is not as recycled as recycled can get it is a better recycling program than what the u.s has <laughs> For yeah. its actual physical products. <laughs> yeah. That's I just like true. it. I like it because it's, I get kind of bored of playing Borderlands 2 over and over and over again. So this is just, uh, if I turn the volume off, this is just like new different maps to run around shooting people in. Um, but I cannot fathom, yeah, I could not fathom willingly. Like, I understand why you didn't, but I could not fathom willingly playing DLC for this game. Like, I'm not... And it sucks because... Oh, it was free. It was free. Oh, totally. I'm not... I said play, not even download. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) But it's... uh, Oh, fuck me. I lost my train. Oh, no, I didn't. I'm going to bring it back, and then we're going to get back to Animal Crossing. Is um, the story concept feels like it was written by somebody who, like, likes Borderlands and knows this world and this story. And then that person seems to have been ritualistically slaughtered and from their corpse was looted uh, a, a, the, the story beats and dialogue of somebody who not only hates Borderlands, but hates millennials, and probably, if I had to guess, women, and definitely themselves. <laughs> so that's my review of Borderlands 3, which is in every way the opposite of Animal Crossing New Horizons, because it's not funny, it's super violent, and it sucks. The only similarity it has is that it's, Super, for me, mindless and soothing. And for me, Animal Crossing New Horizons, deeply mindless and soothing. I have just really been enjoying the crafting system. It's more robust than I thought it would be. Um, However, one of my least favorite things that is becoming more and more my least favorite things is the fact that you your uh, tools degrade and break over time like other video games except it is yeah really i frustrating. am so deeply hoping that eventually um through the course of playing the game i will come to a, across a new recipe for like unbreakable tools or something because honestly having to feel like i'm wasting my resources like once every 20 times to build a new fishing rod um is just the absolute pits man it just is not fun yeah that part is not fun whatsoever but i do very much enjoy the different like tips and tricks that people are sharing online um the different sort of 
ways in which people are talking about the turnip economy is fascinating because what it is is it's basically an in-game version of the stock market wherein you can buy turnips from Joan, the turnip salesperson, the on Sunday. The stock market. Yeah, oh, I read Aaron. an article stock. about this. That's very funny. I'm, thank you, I'm, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Was you that joke the... from you or from the article? Oh, the article. From the article mm, featured yeah. on Vice. Man, that person. That pers- I don't read for literally anything else but video games. Fair. Man, that person, the person who wrote that joke, should have written Borderlands Three. Anyway, carry on. So Joan comes on Sundays. You buy some turnips from her, and then throughout the course of the week, Timmy and Tommy and Nook's granny will buy those turnips from you at different prices. And different people's games have different upper and lower levels of prices that they will get. I have not been checking on my game's prices, but I am curious if our games have the same prices in mm. our shops um but that has caused people who have high turnip prices to invite strangers friends family members to come into their town and sell their turnips to timmy and tommy um at that high price so it's basically like uh it's a fascinating social experiment is what it comes down to these these turnips and these turnip prices See, I never having played Animal Crossing before, I was utterly, like, I haven't encountered the turnip salesperson yet. Joan. Joan. So uh, when they just said turnip prices, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Joan sells you turnips. You buy the turnips, you hoard the turnips, you sell the turnips when there's a high price at the store. That just doesn't sound that enjoyable to me. I mean, gets you a lot of money real quickly if you play your cards right. That's Uh, fair. that's That's the thing. All the aspects of Animal Crossing that... I think could be boring or not enjoyable to some people are like soothing and interesting to others. So it's been really, uh, and I'm, and I've always been curious as to like, why, why certain games that have like these supposed soothing effects on some people are effective for those people and why they're not effective for others. Right. And for me, I think that the reason why animal crossing is so soothing to me is, the the sound design the music the voice acting that we talked about last time the fact that it's like sped up english so it has those same sort of english sounds but it's different enough that it sounds like sort of animalies um uh the the graphics it's very bright in a world that uh looks like very repetitive and dull um it's that's very good and uh i think that the animals are feel sort of like old friends because I've known a lot of these animals since I was eight years old, and that and I think there's a nostalgia to it, right? And I am curious about sort of the dangers of falling into nostalgia at a time when the world is going to be a completely different place and already is a completely different place on a daily basis. Like, you want to find a balance between allowing space for mourning or enjoying what has been lost while also learning about and developing what is to be gained yeah that so makes that was kind sense. of yeah. a tangent but um no, yeah I, I personally find it very soothing and i think that's partially because of my ocd and past of playing animal crossing i yeah. find it fascinating who does and doesn't find it soothing yeah and uh i will say that tiffany and i both don't like the game and we have but tiffany i've seen her online every night she well she hasn't been playing the last few nights that's true because she's been with you yeah uh she's been uh, Um, looking for the stars yeah now actually yeah we're all Um, looking for the stars i haven't found any stars yet but 
No, I mean in real life. Oh, I was talking about in the game, but yeah, Oh, okay. That too. <laughs> um, well, listen, uh, it's interesting because uh, Tiffany described a similar feeling of, like, dread and anxiety that was brought on by the game Interesting. that I feel when I play such games. So explain to me. Uh, such, such as Stardew Valley. Mm. Um, and I think that people uh, who are more prone to like being good at organizing and liking the task of like building something up from nothing Mm -hmm. like people who are would traditionally be called type a individuals yeah yeah is is a myth but people who would be associated with characteristics associated with the type a character type yes uh i feel like those are the people who really Kai, when you're not talking, you don't have to rest with your mouth against the spit screen. It's just when you are talking, you need to be a little closer to the mic, is what I was trying to... I mean, you do you. So anyway, I don't know that it's entirely ADHD, but I think it has something to do with it. Because when I play Animal Crossing, it can be soothing, especially if I'm really, like, stoned out. But it's not... There's not enough to do for me. Like, there's tons to do. But it's a lot of like doing an act, it's quiet not as, activity. Like, it doesn't handhold. I think is no, part no, no, of no. It. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, it's, okay. it's you do a quiet activity and then you walk quietly to another quiet activity. Yes. And you do yeah. That. It's like where is the sis boom ba baby? Right. Exactly. You do that over and over and over again until a rat gives you a house. Tanuki, a tanuki. You were serious about this the other week. He's no rat. He's a tanuki. I know. Um, it was. I just thought it's it would be funny. I mean, he is a fucking capitalist. He rat. is a capitalist. He's not. Rat. He's not. This. It's not real money. It's fake That's money a- that he invented to get you to help out your it's neighborhood. It's teaching kids. It's teaching kids how to crash our fucking housing market. Okay. Listen. Also, Kai, I'm, our he housing market is responsible you, for crashing our housing market. Kids he's like, listen. He's like, anything is possible. With a low interest lax loan now, on your home, these are loans you have fucking no interest. kidding me? There's no interest on the loan. In the, right, I know. But he does say. But he what does I'm say saying, what I'm saying is that that type of thinking is why our housing market crashed. No, that's completely Anything true. Anything is possible. The reason our housing market crashed is because predatory banks took advantage of black people and what people of color. What do you think? I. Fucking raccoon <laughs> telling yeah, using, you, come to my deserted island. It's going to be a beautiful getaway. All right, now you owe me a million bells. That's exactly what that is. That's the most predatory thing. Think of the implication. You are on this island with me. I control you. I <laughs> own you. Good luck getting back to the mainland, says Tom Nook. <laughs> and his creepy little his, his creepy little Timmy and Tommy. They're not creepy. They're adorable. That's Listen, maybe I, I do. Whatever. Maybe I do find it soothing because I'm some sort of fucking d- d- scab. You're not a scab. You just don't. You have a brain that likes. Because it's funny because you're not. I love you so much. You're not good at organizing no, in real life. No, I am bad at organizing. Extremely terrible at it. In I real do life. not know how. I do not understand where things go or why. But you can do it in Animal Crossing. But I can do it very well in Animal Crossing. And I Crossing. don't understand why you can't translate those things. This wasn't wasn't my original point, but I'm now I'm I'm investigating why Kai is so bad at it in real life and so bad at just do what you do in Animal Crossing, but in real life, basically. I am good at putting things 
places where people have told me they go in real life, and that's pretty much what I do in Animal Crossing is where they should go, or like, I don't know, a little, it rewards oh. you for like figuring out where it should go. So if you yeah, want me the to- feng shui yeah, so if you, the feng shui element added a new leaf. It's very good. Uh, that was actually in, I think, God, the whichever one was the second game. Um, it's kind of hard for me to keep them in order in my brain but whichever one was the second game i think had but the happy home academy i believe existed in the first game so, anyway. so there's always rewards for organizing right so hannah if you want me to organize of my own volition just give me little prizes for doing organizing in the way that you like and then i'll organize probably really well the cool. prizes can be affection that's i was gonna say i did teach you how to do your bedroom good yeah, you you know you know what sort of little uh, little rewards uh, please me. So if you want to work with that, that that'll that'll do it. None of that was a sex thing, actually. No. Surprisingly. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but it was just a funny way to no, say it. No, it sounded anything. like a sex. It doesn't really matter what any, it is. How what you're talking about. I mean, it it I have a unique way, perhaps, of uh, expressing meaning in the world, and that's fine. And we all we all love and appreciate me anyway. We sure do. Uh, so Animal Crossing, New Horizons, everyone's talking about it. Everyone, everyone is, is playing it. it. And that is actually it. something else that's interesting about all of this. And I'm curious to talk to you, team, about what this means for the future of video games. But the Nintendo Switch is basically unavailable everywhere. And prices for the Nintendo Switch and other games consoles have absolutely skyrocketed <laughs> over the past recently because people are looking for ways to spend their time um and, and the switch is a really good console and a switch is an excellent console everybody basically but yeah it's very accessible to kids and a lot of people are yes. going to be trapped at home with their kids a lot of people are trapped next, at like, home with their kids for the next indefinite future um and i mean odds are quite high we've talked to a couple of people who are involved in varying capacities in school districts that we might not open and see school again in the fall the way that we've previously seen it so people are trying to find ways to entertain themselves, entertain their kids, and I think video games is definitely games and exist in the world as it is now. I mean, what's that going to look like? Because they've been our primary mode for socializing for the past couple weeks. I think it's just going to look like more of what it already is. Like, digital downloads will reign supreme. It's just going to oh, push. Yeah. I, I don't honestly think very much is going to change other than, I mean, in the immediate, yes, things are going to get more expensive. But if sure. the demand is that high, like, Nintendo is probably presently scrambling to, well, like, Japan is shut down. That's yeah. the other thing. So, like, and probably the, you know, the plants in America or whatever, um, or the, you know, the sweatshops in whatever country they actually produce switches in. Um, so it, it, it's interesting because Nintendo's probably falling all over themselves to try and make more switches. So the yeah. end result is video games might become, it depends on how the companies react, right? Video games are either be going to become more accessible because mm -hmm. the demand for them is going to skyrocket. Um, or if they're super evil, they will become way more expensive because the demand is going to skyrocket so. yeah i think it depends uh, uh company to company and what yeah. their actions are going to be over the course of this crisis yeah so far it seems like business as usual like sony's still having their big spring sale yeah. like the video game companies are probably sitting there i don't know but i would if i was a video game company i'd basically be sitting there like i don't think we really need to change anything like just keep doing what we're doing and and but more of it. I mean, the working environment is going to change, right? Oh, I mean, it's changing in every single field. Uh, all of my work has been completely transferred to remote. The vast majority of the nonprofit industry is completely remote, if not mostly remote work. 
Um, and I am not familiar with what the challenges of development um, with a remote office would be in terms of video games because I know that sometimes there's you know, specific software that people would need to have access to and a specific level of computing that they would need to have access to as well. Um, just alongside the benefits of being able to talk directly to your team members and sort of come up with ideas. I imagine those sorts of things are on pause right now, but I feel like game development, you know, there is currently a lot of movies and shows like television that have um, paused on filming right now, right? Because you can't be together. But that's the thing about video games is nobody involved in the process necessarily has to be together. So that's part of the reason why I'm wondering if the industry will shift because it might start to become our main form of media mm -hmm. uh, cool. as other forms of media become more difficult and inaccessible to create. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, 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 that's kind of what I say. It's, going to be more of the same because yeah. video games are such a rising trend in the entertainment industry anyway sure. it's just that it's going to explode and skyrocket like suddenly video games are what everyone wants like yeah it's like true any people who have never had any interest in playing video games will start to develop interest in playing video games during this time because like you said like it's hard to access anything else i mean like streaming theater and that kind of thing is the other stuff that's going to happen yeah. i mean it's it's a lot like the uh uh Writers Guild strike of whatever year that happened that changed a lot of the landscape of film. Yeah, that and was like 2009-ish. Yeah, and it gave rise to Netflix and more of this episodic stuff. And it That's wasn't, um, you know, people could be together, but it was like nobody had could work on anything because yeah. the union was shut down. So it was a lot of like friends who happened to be celebrities producing content, like in their house, like internet mm -hmm. sketch comedy got really popular during that time. That's true. And uh, like like I said, like Netflix-style, on-demand, episodic binging So in that case, shit. I'm wondering if we'll see maybe more indie games as time I continues. I so. I mean, if, if there's more, if video games are dominating the landscape, there will be more room, hopefully, for more kinds of games to have a voice. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm wondering if uh, with an increased market, like a broader audience, there will be a greater diversity in types of games that are being made. Um, because, I mean, honestly, I remember when in the early days of the industry when combat was like a, a huge focus of all video games. And now... I would say there's more and more d types of games that are being much more creative with how to create like um, a narrative without involving combat or fighting as much. And that is fascinating to me. So I'm wondering if we'll like be moving away from that in some areas or there are just types of games like um with the uh the Oberden what was that game return called of return Oberden. of the Oberden yeah, yeah, that's a game that's a type of game that nobody has ever fucking seen before and it absolutely blew everyone out of the water it was on so many top 10 lists of video games um and there are so many genre-defying games that have come out in the past couple of years, like uh, Death Stranding, even. Um, so I'm thinking that maybe as there's more and more audience, there will be more and more niche games, very similar to the types of porn that we were talking earlier, uh, and being able to charge more for those. There might be more niche games. There might be more games yeah. that appeal to broader audiences or different audiences, sort of like... Well, that's what I'm worried about is more games that appeal to broader audiences. Yeah, and that's another point. The least common denominator mm -hmm. is not necessarily good for an art form. No, like, it's true. The other thing is that, like, you know, there's a 
Hollywood puts out a fucktillion movies every year, and yes. they're all the exact same goddamn movie. Yes, I'm so angry how... at superhero films. I don't care about them. That's kind of how the uh, I don't like. I don't care about any of them. Yeah, no, that's what I, yeah, like fair, game. fair. Um, but like that's kind of how the AAA games. That's how AAA games kind of are. Like yeah. there's only like six AAA games that come out over and over again. Um, so yeah, I don't know that it'll be moving away from anything. Like I think battle royale shooters are obviously going to be more popular. Oh yeah, than ever. Um, like, I'm delighted that that's a field that's exploding right now. Honestly, that's one of my favorite genre of game that exists presently. I had a dream last night that I won one of them. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious, Aaron. Wow. I had a dream the other night that I ate the other half of my grapefruit that was in the fridge. So, um, cool. I am a lot more boring than you is I think what cool. <laughs> my I brain mean, is okay. not as exciting. Well, okay. In fairness, both of those dreams are, are extremely boring. boring. Don't, <laughs> don't undersell yourself, Kai. Aaron's dream was equally as boring Fair. as your dream. Aaron's dream can be boiled down to, I played a video game and your dream can be boiled down no, to, no, no. I hang ate on, a snack. Hang on, hang on. I won a video game. I won a Excuse grapefruit. Me. You won a grapefruit. Um, so yeah, so fuck me, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you me, have dude. no dreams. My, I have my no parents dreams. have been getting very upset with me. Not really, but kind of. Like low-key, you know, like I'm not mad, I'm disappointed type thing with yeah. how much Wait, I how did you divert? in this room. Oh. And how oh. much they can Well, hold on. It. Isn't this your bedroom sort of deal? Yes, this is my bedroom I... sort of deal. Yes. So his, bed, his bedroom? Oh well, I don't know. He, <laughs> I don't know. It could be anything. I I don't know where Aaron is right now. Um, maybe it's his. Maybe it's he said it's his bedroom sort of deal. If it's your bedroom and you're an adult man, isn't it okay to cuss yeah, in your but, bedroom? Yeah, but my voice is. You so do it real loud. loud. It's so loud. Yeah, you do it real yeah, loud. It's my, my bedroom. It's my bedroom. I've been lucky. I'm an adult male. Am I not allowed to hiss at Dark Souls at four in the morning? Of course I am. But is it polite? But <laughs> is it the right thing to no. do? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Please, I the mean, souls here's are too the thing. dark. Go to bed, Aaron. They're too dark, Aaron. I, I have not gotten yelled at by Hannah yet for how much I've been cussing at home. Um, but it, it's coming. No, I think you're fine. Like you might get disappointed it, in me eventually. I probably won't. Maybe though. You never know. Anything's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Possible. Anything's a possible. Born again Christian. Stop swearing sometime. Oh lord. This. Oh lord. It's Lordy. Definitely not gonna I happen. I hope not. Uh, but uh, I think that actually, Aaron, you make an interesting point in that a lot of people that I know have uh, moved back in with their parents um, because of this crisis. Yeah. Like hoops. Like Kendra, um, and like some of my other friends in Fort Collins and Denver and stuff. Uh, because, I mean, it just makes sense at this point to, like, have a sort of family <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, I, I don't know, I, and I, I think did that... before it was cool. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah. you totally did. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm wondering how that will tie to, um, our, our generation, obviously, I think plays more video games than previous generations, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a given. Um, I'm curious if the fact that more of us are like stuck at home with our parents might also be factoring into uh, how many video games are being bought and played right now. Well, I, I think more of us are not stuck at home with our parents, but we're all stuck at home. So I don't know that yeah, the parents fair. are necessarily a factor. I mean, you want to get away from them, right? That's the whole yeah, Parents, they just don't understand, you know? I just don't. I think, I think 
yes, there are a number of people who have moved back in with their parents. I know significantly more people who have not moved back in with their parents. Fair. That might change as this goes on. But yeah, yeah. I think I think the parents is not not a factor. But I think I mean I I can't imagine anything more miserable than being stuck at my home with my parents. Yeah. This, but I, that's a different situation, right? No, for sure. Uh, I, I there's no way I would be able to do it. But yeah, I think it's. I think I think the parents is maybe unrelated, but I think the the being stuck at home is the main factor. Because any millennial who plays video games, if you ask them why they don't play video games or like what they've been playing recently, they'll either say something or they'll say, oh, "I'm playing anything recently. I don't have time." Like yeah. So now millennials have time to play video games. So I think the video that, I mean, nobody has any money though, right? So we'll see. Yeah, we'll just it's see. True. It's 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 gonna depend a lot on everything that happens in the next few months right now the video game industry is probably doing amazingly well if nobody has any money then that's gonna kind of because yeah. video games are a luxury resource is mm-hmm. the other thing um and i, I have been seeing aaron eats cd-rom so not for aaron not for aaron, aaron but for other people who are not people, robots uh, yeah, um the other thing that I've been seeing recently is uh, more and more speaking up about the internet as an essential resource mm-hmm. as opposed to a luxury. And that's something that I obviously agree with. But I'm curious um, if and when we'll start being able to see art not as a luxury, but as a necessary <laughs> and important part of life. Oh, Genuinely, like I, know, I wish okay. that we I wish that we would be making movements toward that because I think that art is an that important part nice, of life. That would be nice, but we've been through two world wars without America thinking that at all so i'm not yeah i mean i am not optimistic about this uh, there's just a lot of ways that i want to see this country change while we're at this period of uh uh, you know immense societal catastrophic change just the worst yeah i think it's i just have absolutely zero faith in america which is to say america's acting exactly how i expect yeah fair 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 fair. but in the next couple weeks when people start dying by the thousands because they couldn't be bothered to fucking stay inside when they were told to uh we'll see or because they couldn't help going out because they're an essential worker yes i'm talking about the motherfuckers in wash park yeah listen yes aaron the caffeine addiction of suburban moms is killing us all that's all I've got to say, yes. really. Yes. Like, like Thanks, the Cameron. fact the fact that the same people who put no on three hundred because oh god, some homeless people use marijuana or hold on, a let, we, we should explain what, what? three hundred was. We should explain yeah, what three hundred we'll, we'll is. Talk about yeah. we did. We talked about it a lot in, on the podcast when it was around, but yeah. it was a ballot initiative in Denver uh, that was uh, proposing to uh, Denver has really, 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 really strict anti homeless laws and urban camping bans because. Yeah. It's a trash city run by a trash mayor. Yep. Um, and it was a bill on the ballot to loosen some of those. For ne- for instance, right now in Colorado, it is illegal in Denver, excuse me, it is illegal to sleep in your own car, even if it's parked legally. Um, Which is insane. It's insanity. So that's it's what dangerous that, that bill, is what it yeah, is, that too. That bill would have uh, alleviated some of those things and given people... And people uh, who are houseless right now are some of the most vulnerable among us generally and uh, and presently the bill had a huge uh misinformation campaign in opposition to it oh yeah Uh, and so needless to say it failed because uh white denverites uh especially white gentrifying denverites moving here by the hundreds thousands um hate houseless people so anyway so anyway Aaron, your point uh my point was just that it's those people who can't get over their addiction to caffeine a thing they could just get at home that are going to kill us all because uh, there were at least 12 
uh, suburban mothers coming in to get lattes, smoothies with shots of espresso, and other such things. Um, just congregating, touching each other, laughing, hugging. Um, honey, oh, you're oh, gonna you're have to out. disinfect. Uh, what she said was what happened was her husband said to her, "Honey." If you sit down at that table, they'll have to disinfect the whole thing. And she said, huh, it'll give them something to do. Oh, I and hate I those literally, I, I, my mind was blown. Uh, so, yeah. It's just hard for me to understand what world those people are living in and if they're reading the same news that I am and if they no. know the same things that I do. Kai, they think they, they're above it. They think Kai, they have money it. put away. They have stocks. They, they drive yeah. a Tesla and a Lexus. They're fine. White, entitled white they won't people, be like affected. rich white people, literally think they're invincible. Like, literally think they're invincible. All I'm waiting for Kai, is for those coronavirus retreats that rich people are starting to go on to get horribly, horribly overrun with coronavirus. Well, yeah, obviously they will. They're not enforcing uh, testing at those retreats, which I find hilarious. Kai, th- this is the same type of person as when somebody came up to me shortly after Trump was elected at the yoga studio, this woman came up to me and she said, there's just so much divisiveness right now. I think, um, can you talk to the teachers about setting up uh, a Kundalini yoga program? Because I think like it would just explode and go viral and everyone would see that we just need to love each other and like take this time with ourselves. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then in the middle of that conversation, the teacher came up and this woman started to explain to that teacher about this idea. And she looked at her like she was insane because yeah. Yeah. this was an idea based not at all in reality. This People like that think that literally all you have to do is understand that you just need to be thankful in life and you need to breathe a certain way. And those right. two but things are, are helpful, but they do not solve problems. Yeah. Well, and those people are not at all thankful. Like, having having worked as a barista and a bartender for multiple years, uh, the absolute, unequivocally worst clientele on earth are middle-aged white people. Like, I'm sorry, my stool is squeaking. I was wondering um, what that was. But, like, yeah, like, white people over the age of, like, I don't know, 40, 35 probably, are unequivocally the worst like not obviously not across the board, but like every single one of my least favorite customers was a a visibly aged white person. So like a middle aged or older white person. Hundred percent of my least favorite customers at every job I've ever had have been in that demographic of people. So people who preach thankfulness but cannot be bothered to pull a dollar out of their ass to tip a barista um, are the people that uh, I sort of associate with this whole thing it's like you were saying Aaron it's the same people who would vote no on 300 because we can do better and like blah 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 that was the disinformation they haven't done shit since yeah they haven't done shit they haven't done shit and b they are not staying home like they're not they have a home to go to and they won't like all people are asking you to do is literally stay home yeah that's the thing I mean to our listeners who probably don't have big fancy fucking houses I mean do do the best that you can if you're considered an essential service worker Go to your job. Like, if you are lucky enough to have a job and have not been fired or had your hours cut, go to it. 
but then go home and Skype your friends, Zoom your friends. Prices have been reduced for a lot of these things. Play video games with your friends if you want to hang out. Um, please just stay at home because go, that will uh, make get this an process. Fans. Yeah, get an OnlyFans. Uh, Watch porn, make porn. Workers. Yes, please support sex workers at this time. That's very important as well. Um, and support houseless folks. Uh, yeah, I mean, do what you can. Like, this uh, is really fucking hard, and it sucks, and the only way that we're going to get through it is by supporting each other, and one of the best ways that we can support each other right now is through staying home. Yes. Uh, as I've said previously, this is my full month, um, staying home full-time, and uh, honestly, a lot of me wishes that I had been afforded this um, sort of mixed privilege slash not privileged to uh, not have to physically go to classes and to work for many years as a disabled person with chronic pain, but also it's, like, shitty to not get to choose to go out. So it's, like, very mixed. Yeah, but please it, do it. It's hard, but please do it. Yeah, you uh, you just you just simply It's multi-layered. It's not really optional. You just have to. Like, there's just... Like I said, if you need, if you absolutely have to go to work or you absolutely have to get a prescription, prescriptions, fucking do it. you know, but go for there it. There is no excuse. Just stay home. Don't go to the park with your friends. Stay home. I will also say, please, as much as you can, try to save um, services. Like, number one, don't cross strike lines. I don't know if Instacart is still striking by the time that you'll be listening to this Instacart workers, but don't cross those lines. Um, but if you... Uh, are able-bodied don't have any other underlying conditions um please go to the grocery store instead of ordering from instacart or directly order from the grocery store for pickup um but don't get instacart or any delivery services because disabled folks and vulnerable populations and older adults need those services more than you do yeah just be smart just be smart i was gonna say be smart uh be conscious be kind uh and play animal crossing if you absolutely must uh visit your friends let it be um by going to each other's islands on animal crossing new horizons and also if you can try rearranging your living space a little it'll yeah help your energy hannah and i've been doing that a lot and uh i've been doing that a lot in animal crossing and both have been very good for my mental health and well-being um, so that was our episode. Yeah, I guess that was a podcast. That was a podcast. I, I, felt, I would <laughs> confidently say that was a podcast. I can confidently say I did a podcast today. You should find us on social media. We're on Facebook, it, Facebook Instagram, and Twitter at Gay Gamers with a Z, G-A-Y-G-A-M-E-R-Z. And you can email us at if it's gay we play at gmail.com. Uh, send us your friend codes for Switch or PS4 or what have you. Um, come play games with us. And thank you to Aaron for being our producer and also our theme song. And also for being the producer on the Stick Poke Prod Network. You should check out the other shows, including No Exit and By the Grace of Pod. Hot. Um, no Exit is recording later today. So we just watched uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Very good film. It was very good. So One of my favorites, honestly. Yep. That's all the things that we have to say to you. 
yeah, play play Warzone with us. Play Animal Crossing New Horizons with us. I will happily add you uh, as my friend on either of those things. Um, you could also probably play Borderlands 3, The Terrible, with Hannah if, if you, you want. If you insist, yeah. yeah I'm mostly going to want to play it by myself. But if you really want to play Borderlands 3 with me, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, um, and we're still trying to figure out uh, streaming and how that's going to work with sort of our setup that we, we have. Just, we'll be honest, we haven't we'll, put any effort into it over the yeah. past like, week and a half. But we're going to do it at some point soon. Uh, we've got plenty of time to be in quarantine. I mean, we're trying to give ourselves, and you should uh, try to give yourself this as much as possible, um, kindness and forgiveness for um, how hard this is and how hard this is going to be for all of us. So, like, be gentle with yourself. Yep. It's okay if you're not producing things or like making art or making content or whatever like it's okay and keep playing gay and keep being games fuck shit up goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye.